<clears throat> What's going on, good family? We back. We back. I'm yours truly, AB. Man, on the road, waiting on my guy, D-Butt, man, having a little bit of technical difficulty, but we can go ahead and get this thing started. Hopefully, everybody's having a good morning. Um, December 18th, you know, Christmas right around the corner for all the ones that's, that has the little ones. <clears throat> get ready. Um, so, obviously, man, we got some good some good ball, um, some good talk around some ball this weekend, Thursday, Saturday, and yesterday. So we're going to talk about, you know, some divisional, uh, some divisional winners. You know, started seeing some coaches um, getting fired. So we're going to talk about who's the next coach they need to get up out of there. Um, obviously, we're going to touch on, you know, your guys' teams, who's doing good, who's doing bad. Um, we got to talk about the MVP race. Um, top five guys who's um, looking to get, you know, that MVP award, um, the MVP odds. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Um, and hopefully by that time I got D butt, they got everything, um, situated over there in the Thunderdome and they'll get back. He'll get back in. And we got some, got some, got some viewers today, 145 viewers. So that's a good number as well. So we definitely going to get it right for y'all. Um, as always in the comment section, let us know what y'all think. Yeah, we talking. You are now tuned in to the man to man podcast. Yo, yo, man, we're going to start it off, man. I got some good news last week. I got some good news. Um, So for the past three years, um, been on the ballot for the Black College Hall of Fame. Um, and this year, this past Thursday, man, it got announced that I will be inducted into the Black College Hall of Fame. Um, definitely excited um, about this one. Then, um, you know, I, I get a lot of when when I post stuff about Howard football and the black college, um, I get a lot of not I'm not say a lot of pushback, but get some pushback for um, why is it a black college Hall of Fame? That sounds racist or whatever the case may be. But, you know, for those that know the history, man, it's really a rich history with black college football. Um, just a lot, a lot of greats that's even in the NFL um, Hall of Fame that's come through the ranks. Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, um, Doug Williams, one of our OGs, Robert Mathis. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that, you know, paved the way for young men like me. So um, I'm excited about the um, about the now. We'll have our um, presentation next next June in Atlanta um, at the uh, College Hall of Fame, man. So that's definitely exciting. And here you see um, the rest of the class of 2024, um, Joe Adams from Tennessee State, myself, um, you got Wayman Bryant, also from Tennessee State, Kevin Dent from Jackson State, um, Richard Huntley from Winston-Salem, um, and Lamar Paris and Edward Hunt as well. So, again, definitely honored to be um, along with some of these greats that paved the way as well. Um, so, yeah, man, that was, a, that was some good news from, from, from last week. Good news, good news. Let's start it off, man. We had some Thursday um, Thursday game, <clears throat> man, this one, 
the Oakland Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers. And um, just the way this game started out, this shit was a stinker. Um, Antonio Pierce, man, since he's been named interim head coach, one thing you can say about this team, they look totally different um, than when Josh McDaniels was a head coach, right? And what I mean by that is, like, they, they are prepared to play. Even the game that they haven't won, they're coming in, and they're super, super, super competitive. And then this this night against the Chargers, shit. And uh, he, he didn't got Staley fire and time to let's go fire. Obviously, it wasn't off this one game, but um, I think we all can agree on the Los Angeles Chargers. Has, they have not um, lived up to, um, you know, just the, the, the names on the roster. And understand me, so Justin Herbert is hurt, but even when he was – um, when he was playing, he just didn't look good for the for the Los Angeles Chargers. I thought it was the right move by um, moving on from Staley. I kind of been saying it for for a while. Um, team just doesn't doesn't look as good as I think they should, especially with you know <clears throat> Justin Herbert at the quarterback position. You have talent on the outside, even though that talent has to stay healthy, and then on the defensive side of the ball. Excuse me. They got they have names, but they just not getting it done. Um, and I think, you know, Staley is is one of a few coaches that will be, you know, terminated and given that pink slip. But um the Las Vegas Raiders, man, they came out and put a damn whooping <clears throat> on the Chargers, 63 points. Um, and you know, even though you know the Chargers put up 21 and this game was well over after this first quarter. Um but I would love to have D Butter in here. Again, this is one of D Butts, many, many teams in the league. But um, man, that shit was uh it, it was ugly. And then um we go over to Cincinnati and Minnesota. Cincinnati was able to pull out um pull out this win. Again, another one of the top, you know, quarterbacks in the league that's on the sideline, dealing with an injury, but back up being able to come in um and get some get some things done. Jamal Chase. Um, having a you know good 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 game, uh, Minnesota. You know, Josh Dobbs came in at the quarterback, and he had you know he had some things going. But since then, um, it's kind of uh, fell off and fell back uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. But again, since he was able to get that big win, and in that that division, man, even though we talk about the Baltimore Ravens here shortly, um, it, it, it's tight over there. Um, and that AFC you North. Know, let's see if D Butt is ready to jump in here. No good, butter. No good, no good, no good. Um, <clears throat> Saturday's game. Let's start off with our Indianapolis Colts. A huge, huge, huge win. Um, by our Colts, thirty to thirteen. Um, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Steelers fans. It hasn't been um hasn't been good for you guys this year. Um, you know, it's a lot of talk. Mike Tomlin, should he stay? Should he go? Um, a lot of a lot of dysfunction. It's something that we haven't normally seen with the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, especially during our time and even under Tomlin's um, you know, as he's been the head coach, you always know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to come out, they're going to play tough, they're going to play hard, and they're going to give you a good brand of football. Um, it's just, it just hasn't looked like typical Pittsburgh Steelers football. 
Um, and obviously you can talk about some of the quarterback issues, some of the, you know, some of the, the mainstays and main players and, you know, attitudes and such. But good, good win for our coach. We're going to show you the AFC standings here, AFC South standings here pretty uh, pretty shortly. Um, three teams locked in at eight and six. Um, but our coach, man, being able to come out and get it done. No Jonathan Taylor, but our backs and even um, Zach Moss went out in the game. But our backs were able to come in. Offensive line did a magnificent job opening up the holes, backs finding those holes, hitting them downhill. Um, Minshew, you know, continuing to do the things that he's done, putting us in a position to win. And then, as always, as a defense, you can hold a team in the NFL under 17 points. You give your team um, a great chance uh, for success. So um, our coach doing a really good job, sitting at 8-6, and three-way tie in the AFC South. Uh, we just got to keep controlling what we can control, take it one week at a time, and continue to get these these big wins, big wins. Detroit, Detroit Lions, my guy Tone. I know you feel good right now. Typically here in the <clears throat> end of December, we would not be talking about the Detroit Lions, but it's a new year, new time, Detroit Lions. Um, another huge win. Um, over the Denver Broncos, um, put up 42 on the Denver Broncos. Um, and again, just some good football, right? You got, um, you got a team, um, led, you know, a very, 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 as we said, I think we all like, um, like the coach out there in Detroit, what he's been able to do. And me and D-Buck, we talk about it all the time, how many former players they have on that staff. But also the product that they put in the field, they have some um, some grimy wins. As a former player, we always talk about we have to have these type of wins going going into the playoffs, right? Um, winning those tough games, um, <clears throat> those 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 games you win by three points, you win by a point, you win by a touchdown. You need those um, grinding type uh, wins because it's going to pay dividends, you know, down um, down the stretch. You good, brother? How we sound? There you go. Okay, okay, okay. Got there it. you go. There you go. Through the, through the, through the, you mean? What's good? Yeah, what's good? Good yeah. morning. There we go, man. We just talking about a little ball, man. We just talking about the Detroit Lions, man. Talking about Dan Campbell, how he got these guys rolling. December 18th? We talking about the Lions? And I just said that typically around this time, man, we would not be talking about the, the Detroit Lions, but it's a new time. D Dan Campbell got those guys rolling over there. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I've been saying him a, a while ago, man, get him in the game and give him the ball, man, because he's a dynamic playmaker. Every time he touches the ball, he makes things happen. Um, your thoughts, man, on the lines and how they put a punishing on the Broncos? Hey, man, they got they got they brewing some some something special brewing over there, man. Uh, a lot of people uh pointed pointed fingers, made fun of the draft, you know, drafting obviously running back. You just spoke on Jameer Gibbs. I think they took him 12th. You know, people feeling like uh, you know, too high to take a running back, took Jack Campbell off our linebacker. Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, has been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Brian Branch, Swiss Army knife in the back end for the defensive back. So the um, you know, the Lions kind of went away from what's kind of the new thing with the premium positions and, and and where you can and can't draft them. And they said, hey, we're taking the best player on our board. And obviously they did some good things in free agency um as well. 
But uh, Dan Campbell got the boys rolling, man. We always talk about the staff. Aaron Glenn, glad to see him getting a lot of FaceTime. Mm -hmm. uh, getting mentioned in some head coaching vacancies, potentially. Obviously, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, been doing a great job on the offensive side. But uh, the Lions got some brewing. Man. They, they needed that win, too, and they needed yeah. it in the fashion that they uh, got it, you know, in blowout fashion. Uh, now, 10 and 4, right? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. So, um, it's been a long time since since the Lions, I'm sure, has had their fan base feeling like this. So, I'm excited about it, man. Nah, like, that's for sure. Man, that's ugly, though. That's ugly for the Broncos. Yeah. I didn't expect that. It is. It, I think it's going to, it might be some changes over there, too, man. But uh, we're not going to let you off that, <clears throat> that easy, right? So, we just talked about um, the Oakland Raiders and we talked about the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they fired their, their head coach and their GM, Tom Telesco. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts? What, what do you think is next for the for the Chargers? Obviously, we heard some some things about uh, maybe you know Bill Belichick, you know, headed that way. I think uh, you know people may love to see that young quarterback. Yeah. You got some names on that roster. You know, you could probably do some things um, out there. But what's your feeling as far as you know, um, Staley and Telesco out? It it was it was time. It it was it was overdue. Some would say. Um, obviously, you know, you know, not happy when somebody loses their job. But um, we know it's a production business, and uh, Brandon Staley and that team just hasn't been producing under him. And then to get embarrassed like that, sixty three twenty one, mm. uh, franchise record scored against you against a division opponent. Uh, that that guy that was ugly. That was, and then was the Raider. You coming? You talking about a Raider team who was shut out the week before who had just lost the game 3-0 uh the week before and they come out and put 63 on you i think what 42 to 6 or 42 zip at half. Half. yeah saying like that that was that was crazy man you could tell it just looked like it looked like at least that the boys just laid down you know they wasn't they wasn't ready to yeah, play they, they wasn't yeah they weren't trying to play for their coach for for each other it it, it, it was bad man and when that happens um, you knew something had to be done. Obviously, Justin Herbert uh, was out. He'll be out for the rest of the year. Broke his index finger on his throwing hand. Um, you know, he, for some reason, one reason or another, uh, wasn't having a, a, a year that I expected from him, at least. I expect him to continue taking that step uh, forward. And, and he kind of looked like he took a step backwards. I know with some injuries um, in under, under the receiving core and whatnot. But it just didn't look good. Um defensively this is why brandon staley was hired uh in the first place to be a defensive guru and had one of the worst defenses uh in the league you know on all three levels in my opinion when you turn on the film it just looked it just looked bad all around so um got rid of brandon staley fired the gym as well tom telesco um and now, now you clean house now it's been some questions and some things about you know the Spanos family, the ownership, you know, how much money they have, don't have. Can they afford to make this firing? Can they afford a Bill Belichick who's reportedly making like $25 million a year over in New England being the GM and the head coach? So that's where I would want him to go if he was to leave the New England Patriots. People are saying they will be parting ways after the season. Um, I would want him to go there because, you know, you want to see uh, – I want to see at least Justin Herbert with a coach and with the GM that can, you know, put a squad around him that can compete. And uh, I know they got some cap issues. They have some big contracts with some older aging players. So we'll see how it all plays out. But it was time. But that score, you just had the scores on here. 
60, you have a score like that. It, it, <clears throat> yeah, that's ugly. Yeah, you 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 know it's it's time to make some changes when Aiden O'Connell and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are putting a 60 burg on you. Yeah, but I, like I said before, you got on hand. One thing about you know the 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 Raiders um, with Antonio Pierce Antonio Pierce at the helm, man. Like even in the games that they've lost for the most part, they 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 seem like they coming out there and they fight for their coach. Something that yep. wasn't um, that we didn't see with the Chargers. So that's one thing right. that you can say is that you know. Um, Antonio Pierce has those guys coming out and you know um, playing tough. Yeah, that's 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 a fact. Uh, now, this is I feel like this is almost like the Steve Wilk situation in Carolina, um, where or the Rick Bisaccia situation in that same uh, same, same yeah. organization with the Raiders, where most people from a lot of people from the outside looking in was like, "Hey, man, Rick obviously got the boys playing hard." Nobody expected much from that team, especially with everything that was that they were going through off the field. And uh, they were playing hard and, and competing week in and week out. So we thought Steve Wilkes, Rick, hey, they should, you know, the ownership, you see him in the building, everybody familiar with the players, et cetera, et cetera. We expect him to get the full-time job. Now, we know Antonio Pierce will interview for this job after the season, but do you think Mark Davis uh, has learned from his past decisions uh, I'm sure he'll do his due diligence to interview some other people. Um, but do you think Mark Davis will uh, hire Antonio Pierce as a full-time head coach? Um, obviously, you get, <clears throat> I would hope so. Again, mm -hmm. learn from your past mistakes. <laughs> learn from your past mistakes. You look around the league, look, and, and just like you said, you mentioned the Steve Brooks at the at Carolina um, had those guys run rolling. You know, should have been the next head coach for the um for the Carolina Panthers, but that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you just gotta learn from your mistakes, and then just sometimes, man, you just gotta go with what, what you see, right? You see it; it's not lying to you. The guys are going out there; they playing playing hard for Antonio Pierce, man. So don't make the decision um much tougher than what it is. You you want a sound head coach that's gonna be able to come in and make your guys uh, make your organization. You know, respectable and have your guys coming in and putting a good product on the field. Again, like we mentioned, Antonio Pierce, he's been able to do that in the short stint that he's had as, as the head coach. But um, as always, as a as a as a businessman, you do have to do your due diligence, bring some other guys in, and think this is a better fit. But what Antonio Pierce has the uh, the Raiders coming out and how they're playing, man, you can't argue that he can't be successful as the um, as a new head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. So we talked. We touched on the coach uh, game. Another huge win for our coach. No Jonathan Taylor. No Moss. Um, actually able to come in. Shit. Offensive line did a hell of a job. Gardner Minshew. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing what he does. Able to put thirty points up on the Pittsburgh Steelers and hold them um to thirteen. Um, and I guess I mentioned before three teams at the top of the AFC South. Um, all with eight and six records. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but um, coach, man, they they can control their destiny right here. Um, three games left, control what they control, man. What you think about our coach after this huge win? Man, I tell you what, Shane Shane Steichen is a monster, man. He's jumped over, and now Demico Ryan had a great win as well without his starting quarterback. Yeah. Past Sunday, and they kind of right there neck and neck as far as where to come to coach of the year. Um, when you look at expectation, when you look at everything that they dealt with throughout this year, and still having their team in a position right now, eight and six, um, to fight for a division title. 
in the home playoff game. But Shane Steichen, man, Gardner Minshew, I feel like he played a very good game. You mentioned being down Zach Moss. Obviously, uh, Jonathan Taylor being down Moss. Uh, Pittman went out um, somewhat early in the game as well, MPJ. Uh, and then for that offensive line to just be in a position where in the fourth quarter we call it 15, 16, 17 straight runs and just just pounding it right down their face. Pause in the run game, I believe, I with Trey Sermon back there, I believe our third string running back. Uh, so we weren't even rotating the backs, just boom, 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 right down the middle. They knew it was coming, couldn't do anything about it. Uh, pause. It, it, it was a, a refreshing performance to see the Colts team just out physical the Pittsburgh Steelers team uh, in Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, the fans, they sounded, at least to me, that they were they were into it. They were loud. Uh, so just an overall great win for, for the organization. Um, and I think exercise some demons, too, you know, with that Steelers team who had been roughing us up for some time now. So I saw a tweet. That said, you know, put put Shane Steichen in the, in the ring of honor already. He beat the Patriots this year, uh, swept the Titans, beat the Steelers. <laughs> he said, put the man in the ring of honor, man. But uh, I, that was a great, a great physical uh, win. And I love to see it for our coach, especially especially at this time of the year. And it, it's right there in front of us, man. I think I think we can go and, um, you know, we've been scoring points all season. Obviously, I think defensively, uh, <clears throat> 19 games now straight where we created a turnover that's that's, that's crazy. Big. yeah that's crazy. i think the, the closest uh other teams like seven games maybe mm -hmm. uh in a row so that's beyond impressive so both sides of the ball you know holding it down doing their things got to fix some things on special teams can be giving up block punts yeah um you know that's never good but um outside of that man i was very very impressed with our colts on that saturday win and uh equally disappointed with the pittsburgh Steelers, like What's going on there? They had like an 80% chance to make the playoffs, I want to say like four weeks ago. Lose to the Cardinals, lose to the Patriots, and now lose to our coach. So um, yeah. what's going on out there with Pittsburgh? Uh, and Mike Tomlin. We know you know New England, they talk about they may be going separate ways after the season. What you think about uh, Pittsburgh? Yeah, man, I kind of touched on it, man. It's just it's not like a Pittsburgh team that we – Grown, um, grown, used to to to, to seeing and watching. Yeah. You know, it's just um, we're always used to Pittsburgh Steelers um, coming out with a, a a brand of football, a brand of football, and that brand of football hasn't been shown in the past couple of weeks. And like you said, Coach Tomlin, you know, um, never having a losing season, but you know, people calling for calling for his head, man. Um, I, I don't see I don't see Tomlin leaving. I don't I don't see him getting out of there. That's okay. that's that's my gut. Um I don't see him, but it, it, it has to look I feel as though it has to look a little different these these next couple of weeks. Um it has to look a little different. So it it, it is and we always talk about it when certain teams in the league are playing well, it's good for the brand of uh the, the shield, the NFL. Yep. Um and Pittsburgh Steelers is one of those teams, man. But Shit, every year, man, you can't have a good year. It's tough to win. Um, it's tough to win in this league. It's tough to win in this league. It's tough to win year in and year out. Obviously, with the free agency, with people coming in, people leaving, um, people people retiring, players retiring. But it's um, you know, it, it like you said, it, it is a different a different era for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look good. Didn't look at good all. at all. But um. We shall see. We'll see. We I guess shall. We shall. Um, we'll see. Yesterday, we had a, 
a decent a decent slate yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. We'll start off with this um, Tampa Bay and Green Bay game. Um, and shit, we're going to start off by Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had his, you know, perfect passer rating um, yeah. out there in Lambeau. Uh, let, give, give me your thoughts. I, I know we, we have thoughts. Give me your thoughts on, on Baker Mayfield, right? So, obviously, you know, um, shit, in Cleveland, um, you go out to the Rams. But early this year when he was <clears> – <throat> when he decided to go out to, to Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. you know, I – a lot of us were like, okay, Tampa Bay, it might be, might be all right. You know, got a, a solid defense, got some weapons over there. But where he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, are you surprised of um, how Baker's been playing this year? Um, I would say I'm mm, fully surprised. You know, he started off well, was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, third down, kind of tailed off for a few weeks. They had a little slump, I want to say, following their bye week. Um, and now, you know, I feel like they're gonna compete. They're gonna be in there in every game. Now, uh, Baker's Baker's doing this. The Baker is Baker. Baker gonna have his good days. Baker gonna have his bad days. But you know, coming off a perfect rating, I think it's 20, crazy. twenty-eight perfect passer rating. I think this is only the second perfect passer rating in that stadium behind. Uh, well, along with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, three hundred eighty-one yards, four TDs. Uh, Mike Evans, obviously, still doing his thing. Chris Godwin. Still doing his thing out there, but uh, it, it was a very, very impressive performance. Now you're in a division uh, that's winnable for for a stanker. Seems like everybody <laughs> outside of the Carolina Panthers who also got a win yesterday. But uh, it's an impressive win for you know Tampa Bay team to go up to Green Bay and Lambeau Field in December um, and get a win. Uh, a surprising healthy scratch they're saying on the defensive side of the ball with Devin White. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, a situation we know it was some contract disputes, it, you know, some things going on with Devin White. So that's a situation to keep keep our eye uh, keep that's our good. eye on for sure. That's that's never a good look. Never a good look. Uh, never a good look. Coach, Coach Bowles, um, they said Coach Bowles said, "Hey, he said he couldn't go." That's so, what, that's what Todd said. That's what Coach yeah, Todd said. He said he couldn't go. So. Again, it's some probably some things behind closed doors that we we don't know about, but on the outside looking in, like you like you just said, I I don't. That's never a good look in my in my opinion. Ever. Never. Uh. Uh. Never. 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 Never a good look. So we're gonna go over to um the AFC South, Houston, Tennessee, um overtime, big overtime win. Um, by the Houston Texans, you talked about D'Amico Ryan's, um, CJ Stroud, young, good quarterback for the Houston Texans out. Um, yep. Case Keenum be, being able to step in, um, and help get this uh, Houston Texans a, a huge, huge, huge win. Again, we talked about, um, in that AFC South, um, our coach, the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars all sitting at eight and six. Um, what was your thoughts on this game if you was able to, to catch? Um, catch any. Then also the other young quarterback on the other side of Tennessee, man, just how he has um, yep. the energy in Tennessee um, up just with the style of play and the energy that he's brought to the city and to the team. 
Yeah, he got he got banged up, but um, you know, mm-hmm. Will Levis, he looked like he can he can be, you know, a franchise quarterback. You know, that's what he looked obviously very early on, hasn't even had a full offseason or a, a, a full, you know, season to come in and say, Hey, this is your team. I'm sure I think at least uh that that'll be this case going into next season. Uh fortunately the Titans will depending on if you're a Colts fan or not, fortunately or unfortunately, they've been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, came in with the throwback jerseys. A lot of people felt the type of way, uh, you know, with obviously Houston and that that the history between these two teams. Uh, yeah. Mike uh, Vrabel came in with the Bud Adams hat and everything. With the hat, yeah. He that L. Uh, yeah. Back up quarterback Case Keenum, who's, been, who's had a couple stints in Houston, Found a way to get his team a dub. You mentioned C.J. Stroud being out. Obviously, Tank Dell is out for the season. I think Nico Collins banged up. Uh, got a dub, though, and that defense for the Houston Texans had Derrick Henry in the bottle. That front. That yeah, front that ball. Yeah. Front ball, man. So, um, when you go, go against a team like this and hold their best player in check, and then put in, uh, put it, make it a situation where the quarterback got to win the game. That's a great thing. So, uh, D'Amico Ryan, you got to find different ways to win ball games. You got a quarterback who, even with the injury and missing this week, still second in the league and passing. So, obviously, they've been throwing the ball all around the field. But then sometimes you got to go and find a find a gritty win in December, divisional win. And uh, obviously, this one this one counted. This was big. They needed it. But the no. Jags losing, Colts winning. Uh, Houston, Texas needed this win. So this is an impressive win, man. They all not going to be, you know, 31 or 10. Yeah. You know, perfect passer ratings, but you got to find a way to get get ugly wins at this point in the season. That's what D'Amico Ryan and his his Houston Texan team uh, was doing. You able to watch this game? Yeah, yeah. No, I was watching this game, man. And um, like I said, overtime win. It was a a gritty win, a gritty win. Um, And even, you know, with Houston Singletary, I don't think we talk enough about Singletary and the job he's been able to do. Um, in the backfield and, and, and getting it done, man. But um, a gritty win, good win for the Houston Texans. Yeah, sir. What about these Chiefs team, man? This this I, I don't see it, man. I don't see it this year, man. Yeah, 27-17. You know, they got the win over over the new what three win New England Patriot team. Mm-hmm. Uh, found a way to get a win. It was touch and go early. Um, but I'm with you. I'm with you right now. It's just not the team that we're used to seeing. I don't know if they're missing Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if they're missing. Yeah, we. Yeah, they are. Drew Smith, Schuster, Tyree Hill. I don't know what it is, but offensively, Kadarius Tony, man, he, whew, he, he got to get it together. But offensively, it's just not getting on point. It's not looking on point. Travis Kelsey don't look. You know, he don't look the same. Patrick Mahomes don't look the same. Uh, defensively, I feel like they, you know, they were top three defense for the majority part of this year, and maybe taking a little step back on that side of the ball as well. But uh, where are we at with the where are we at with the with the Chiefs right now? I think nine and five right now, so still a pretty good record. But where are we at right now with the Kansas City Chiefs? Exactly what you said is what it is, man. Um, I feel I feel as though they are missing Eric Bieniemy. I don't care what you say. Um, obviously, you know, your weapons. If you're Patrick Mahomes, your weapons have to have to step up and make plays as well. Um, but it, it's not looking the same, you know. Um, Tony, you know, when you when you lead, when you lose a Tyreek Hill, when um, Schuster's not there, like you need the next man up. Who's gonna step up and be that guy? Yeah. And um, I don't think they've 
they've had that, especially in the wide receiver position. And then especially when you lean on Travis Kelsey so much, we talk about it all the time. Like, shit, if I'm playing the the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, shit, I'm making sure I got four to six eyes on um, on Travis Kelsey and yeah. make you beat me left-handed. So um, guys have to, the guys have to, you know, step up. They got to step up and make plays. And, they, and, and we haven't seen that um from the kansas city chiefs man but it is what it is man they they're not that dominant team that they were you know last year two years ago three years ago they're not the same team and um i don't see them coming out of the afc uh this year representing the afc in the super bowl just because that afc man they, got, they have a lot a lot of good teams that can that can get it done oh okay don't see them coming out so we got we got potentially the dolphins the ravens Man, man, I guess I guess we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. We we'll talk about that shit, cause yeah, cause shit. Even the Bills, the way they put a punishing on um Dallas last night, but we will talk about that. We'll talk yeah, about that in short. But they are missing Airbnb. I don't care what you say. I agree. Attention to details. The the the, the whole offense schematically. Obviously, we know who Andy Reid is in this league and who he's been. Um, but. The proof is in the pudding at this point in the season. 15, 16 weeks in, uh, it's, it's looking a lot different for whatever reason. And I think Eric Benemy is one of those big reasons uh, for sure. But moving on, we're going to kind of blow through some of these games. Uh, Dolphins actually just put the put the put took the Jets behind the woodshed, 30 shit, 30 zip. Defense play uh, unbelievable. Bradley Chubb ended up knocking. Zach Wilson out of the game, I believe, said he had a head injury, but not a concussion. He did not return. Tyreek Hill didn't play. A lot of people didn't play for the Dolphins, but still able to get a 30-0 to zero win over the AFC rival New York Jets. New York Jets have been eliminated from playoff contention. So if you're the New York Jets, if you are Aaron Rodgers, who I believe will be cleared Pretty quick to pretty soon here to be uh you know back in game mode or whatever. Do you play him? Miraculous healing from the uh recovery from the Achilles, or you just put him on ice for next year. I think that's put, easy. Put him put him on ice for next year. Like for for what? Like what what would be your reason um to put A Rob back out there? Like you said, they're eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. There's no need to. Now, if you want to put him out there and say, look, look, look how fast I came back from the Achilles and was able to play, cool, give yourself a pat on the back, get the doctors a pat on the back. But um, ideally, this is not a – this that would not be a good decision to put A-Rod back out there. Um, you know, let the young boys rock three weeks. You know, y'all planning y'all trips anyway. Y'all getting out of New York. So, <laughs> man, uh, let A-Rod, man, chill out, man, and then I'll heal up uh, for next year. Yeah, man. Obviously, you know, they lose Aaron Rodgers four plays into the season. Uh, so he brought Nathaniel Hackett over to be his OC. You know, Robert Sala's still the head coach. Um, if you Woody Johnson, you keep everything intact. Head coach, OC, uh, general manager, Joe Douglas, you keep everything intact. Then you for, just for one, for one more year. Okay, you run it back one more year with uh 40 year old Aaron Rodgers to hey, it's all it's all on you, A Rod, and this defense. And you gotta have and have them tough decisions. I mean, tough conversations. Like yo, like bring in the head coach, bring in the GM, put them all there, and sit them down at the table. Like, look, we got one, we got one year. 
Is it? In that one year, we got to see something. All right. Like coming into the season is is no no questions. We all know what it is. I mean, give, give we'll give him one more. Yeah, I would love to see that, man. Hate hate it had to happen, but that's part of the game. That's, that's part, part of the game. game. Yeah. Um, the other New York team, they went and got whooped by the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr and company found a way to get a dub. Uh, 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 a good dub, a good dub over the Giants team. We mentioned the NFC South earlier. Obviously, with the Bucks, we got the Saints and the Falcons. Ooh, we'll talk about that one for, for about a good 30 seconds. But the uh Saints got a win over Tommy Cutlets and the New York Giants. Uh Tommy DeVito got banged up for a little bit. T2 got some got some burn in there, but it wasn't enough for the Giants to get a win. Uh, any thoughts on that Saints Giants game? Not at all, man. Next to, to the next one, man. That Cleveland. Chicago game, uh, that was a big win. A big win uh, by the Cleveland Back Browns, man. Um, able to come back and get a, a big dub um, against the Chicago Bears. They were down um, fourteen, man, and it came down to the hell Mary. Uh, I'm not sure if you was able to see that, but I thought um, I thought we was gonna be talking about that play. Um, yeah, as go like that, brother. You got. Um, I thought we were gonna be talking about that here today because it was it could have been a huge, huge, huge um end of the game play, but uh Cleveland was able to um pull that one out, man, and get a good win um by the Bears, man. Thoughts on question about something. Justin Fields, man. Mm -hmm. How you I, give me your thoughts on Justin Fields? Obviously, they have <clears throat> uh, potentially, you know, going to have some early picks. You know, a lot of people talking about the Chicago Bears taking a quarterback. Would you take a quarterback? Because I like what I see out of Justin Fields. Yeah, you, you could, matter of fact, you could go ahead and take them them scores down. So we got them now because this is a this is a, a a big conversation with where the Bears will be potentially sitting in the draft. Obviously, with Carolina's number one pick, that we assume that's what it will be. Uh, but one of his teammates came out after. I think it might have been DJ Moore came out after the game and they were talking to him and said, look, man, Caleb Williams, Drake May, I don't think neither one of them better than Justin Fields. I think we should stick with him. And I agree with him. I think Justin Fields has been showing and has continued to show growth um, since he's been in there. I think if you continue to build around him, you trade them picks for some assets. I think uh, Matt Everflus earned himself at least another year with what he's been doing with the team. You bring Sweat over defensively. That whole pass defense has changed and improved. I love Jalen Johnson. I love a lot of those young guys, honestly, on that back. Yeah. Jalen Johnson, uh, Eddie Jackson, Brisker. Um, Stevenson. Gordon Stevenson had, had a few nice, nice plays. So um, and, and their run defense has been pretty good all year long. So I think defensively they're, they're getting it together. Obviously, Flutes is a defensive mind. Offensively, we make a change of offensive coordinator, maybe. Uh, but I think Justin Fields is coming along. Man. I think Justin Fields is a, has shown that he's a talented enough quarterback to build around and win, um, you know, in this league. Uh, Cam Newton has the, the game manager, game changer conversation. Uh, kind of stirred up and got everybody kind of in the uproar. And I think Justin Fields, he has the ability to be a game changer at the position. And then obviously, I think the more he can become a game manager in most situations, I think the better off he and that team will be when he just, you know, obviously makes the right throws, makes the right reads, uh, does his thing from the pocket. And then when plays break down, 
or you know design runs that's when he can kind of change the game as far as right now but I, if i if i'm if i'm kevin poles and i'm making that decision um now obviously things can change for how this season ends but as of right now and if things keep trending the way that they are i'm sticking with justin fields man i'm sticking with justin fields and i'm trading those assets to build my team up you got the draft order right now the current draft order right now um so Bears sitting at one right now. The Patriots are at two. That's crazy to say. Cardinals yeah. at three. Commanders four. Bears at five. So right now you got two top five picks uh, for the Chicago Bears if the drafts were today. Jets, Giants, Chargers, Titans, Falcons round up the top ten uh, picks. So uh, what about you, man? How you feel about the Bears, where they're going, <laughs> and uh, obviously that all-important position quarterback with Justin Fields? Now I agree with you. I feel like you 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 build around Justin Fields, and you talked about the 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 conversation between the game changer and the game manager. First and foremost, you're not gonna have too many um, game changes at that position if you won't keep it if you won't keep it above. You got 32 teams. You might have five that's some really 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 um, game changing, and it's not bad being a game manager at so all. Again, you get you a a game manager. Um, at some point in their career, and like you said, as a GM, as a coach, you build around that game manager, right? Um, Justin Fields, if you consider him a game manager um, that has potentials of giving um, giving you some big plays throughout the game, that's fine. I'll take that. But like you said, put some guys around him. You got DJ Moore on one side. You got mm -hmm. a Marvin Harrison Jr. on the other side. You giving this young man some 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 arsenal to, to play around with, right? You build off the defense. Um, how they how they've been playing um, late in the year. So I'm not I'm not sold on the Chicago Bears drafting a quarterback. Keep Justin Fields in in the in the, in the building and yeah. um and, and build around them. So that's kind of my 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 stance on that. Um, they have potential to bring in um, two guys because I feel as though with their two draft picks, you looking on the offensive side of the ball. In that, in the, whatever I'm not sure what their picks look like in the second, third, fourth round, but you'll build your defense, you know, um, in those rounds. But these first two picks, you go get you a, um, if you can, a Mar Marvin Harrison Jr., you get you somebody on the offensive line. And, and some other receivers out there, too. I think of being they saying there'll probably be like seven uh receivers in this first, but Malik Neighbors, yeah, um, you know, Long My man from Washington, um. Yeah. Romeo, not yeah. Rome, uh, Roma Dunze, I believe is his name. Deion mm -hmm. uh, Coleman out of Florida yeah, State. Florida State, yep. There's it, it, a lot of dogs out there to the receiver. And then um, if you do stay at number one, it's it's a, it's a left tackle coming out of Notre Dame when they said it's supposed to be the next one. And he's 20 years old, Joe Alt. So um, I think they'll, they'll package up that number one pick because we know how valuable quarterback position is around the league. So mm -hmm. somebody want to trade up and give a bunch of assets away um, to get that pick. So that's probably the move I would make and still have myself in position to get at least one of those game changers. Look, look um, ahead, D-Buck. Nothing that receiver was doing what Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing right now. I mean, I agree. He's a he, he clear-cut one. He's hey, a clear-cut so one. If, 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 I, I'm in if I can trade, if I can get an extra first round or a second round or something and move back three, four spots, and I miss out on Marvin. I go and get Malik or Rome or one of. I can live with that. That's too much of a scenario for me. <laughs> too much of a scenario for me. Hey, look, 
I got a dog. I got the pick. I'm gonna go get that dog. And it's a need that we it's somebody that we need. I get what you're saying as far as okay, we can package that, we can get some more, um, some more pack. But look, we got a need. We just talked about what we need for our quarterback to to play better. And this this need, and we have a pick to be able to go get that, go go fill that need. I gotta go. I uh uh I feel you, but Paul, oh, no, no, you don't. I, I love more. It's just the position that wide receiver. Man, I know too many all-time great receivers without rings for whatever reason. So if I can swap that out, and once again, I think it's you. Know, you can never say no, no miss or guaranteed or anything like that. Marvin Harrison, he's probably one of the closest to it when it comes to blue chippers. But these other dogs out here, neighbors, Rome, Keon. These, 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 these some players, and I wouldn't mind missing out on Marvin if it meant I get an extra two second rounders or extra first and a second. Where you meant you, you mentioned building up that defense, that could be another corner, another safety, another linebacker, a uh, pass rusher, another offensive lineman. Um, I will be okay with that if, I, if I'm calling the shots, at, uh, if I'm Kevin Pose, but we shall see. We yeah, should, we shall. The quarterback position is the most important. And, and right now, I don't see the Andrew Luck or the Cam Newton. Um, I don't see that guy in this draft. I I, I don't I, – Caleb Williams, I think, is a talented player. Um, Drake May, I think he's a talented player as well. But I got a lot, of, a lot of question marks with both of those guys. So, as of right now, I'm sticking with Justin Fields. And you mentioned, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build this roster up, man. We're going to build a competitor – for some years to come. Nah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna touch on some of these um these late slate games here. Um, start on, off me, with these. Let me get this. Let me get this. Let me get this fan get read. read yeah, 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 yeah. We got the graphic. Let's see if I can get this thing in one 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 take, Shouty. Let's see. Let's find it. Let's find it. Let's find it. Here we go. There we go. FanDuel. Appreciate FanDuel once again for being the official partner in the NFL, but obviously the official partner of the man-to-man pot as well. So here we go. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports. But right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when your first $5 money line, money line bet wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash M2M Live and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states, first online real money wager only. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com backslash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342-NAZ. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1877 770 stop in Louisiana and then 187 
7-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467369 in New York, Tennessee. Red line, all right? 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. So, um, you know. Okay. One say short. I'm like Jay in the booth, man. I'm over there sweating. I'm like Jay in the booth, man. One take, man. Get me out of here, man. That boy was sweating because you know we were going to fire your little dirty ass up if you would have got the stuff stuttering and stumbling. (laughs) Can't worry about that. Hey, but now some of these these late games, we had the Rams um, against the Commanders. I feel like this is one of the – those coaches, coaching changes that we need to see in Washington. I think um, I think it's time to get Ron Rivera up out of there. Again, we don't want to see anybody lose a job, but business is business. Um, business, Chico. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's one that we we may see. Adam Adam Schefter said Adam Schefter said, shoot, probably at least a month ago now. He expects there to be seven to ten head coaching changes after the season seven to ten seven to ten so that is a th- almost a third, third basically a third of the league um obviously we've seen two happen already shit is it three now uh vegas mm-hmm. carolina yeah and, and los angeles so now that's yep. three so the other four would assume washington's gonna be one of them um I guess we'll see outside of that. So that'll be four already. So seven to ten, though. Seven to ten, according to Shefty, um, Shefty's report. So uh, we shall see how that goes. But we expect Washington to be one of them. Jacoby Brissett came in, got some burn through two touchdowns. This was uh, this game looks a little closer than it was, I feel. Uh, Rams got another good win. Um, good win. Stafford playing some good ball. Kyron Williams is doing his thing in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Is, is playing some decent ball as well. Uh, so good win for the Los Angeles Rams, even though their NFC West counterparts locked up the division and clinched the playoff spot with San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that's what I want to get to. Yeah. Um, San Francisco, um, <clears throat> divisional game against Arizona. Like you said, they were able to lock the um, that division up. Man, it, it's scary, man, to watch the 49ers <laughs> when they have all their guys out there on the field. When you got Debo, when you got Kittle, when you got, you know, Brock, um, you know, when you have C-Mac, when you got all those guys out there on that offensive side of the ball, man, it's scary, especially when you have your, you know, your play calling, he's dialing it up. Watching this game yesterday, it was, I don't see how C-Mac wide-ass open you know, um, Brock Purdy putting, you know, some nice touches on the ball. Um, Debo Samuel, Samuel wide open. Wide ass open. I'm like, I, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, it's, it's mis- miscommunication in the secondary. But when you're playing an offense like that, you know, on the defense side of the ball, in the defensive room, that whole week you're harping on a being a be, be attentive to the details because we already know it's going to be a lot of shit that's going, that's going to happen in front yep. of your false eyes. So we got to be on the same page. Um, obviously, you can see, you know, Arizona, they were not ready. But, again, this San Francisco team, man, is is a is – a, is a, is a, is a, offensively, it's, it's scary. I don't like the fact that Arizona put 29 up on, yeah. 
on them. But on the offensive side of the ball, man, the 49ers, man, um, it's definitely something to deal with. Yeah, man, it was a wagon, man. It's just you, you mentioned all the players and then <clears throat> the way they move around the different personnel groupings, obviously all the shifts, the motions, they're always going to attack uh, your rules and the coverage. That, that was the That's the worst thing as a defender is when you know what you know because at this point in the season everybody you have your base stuff you know if mm-hmm. you're a team if you're a cover three team if you're a man a fire zone whatever your thing is uh good offensive coordinator is gonna know and good defensive coordinators gonna know as well but uh when you have an offense that are that is consistently constantly testing your rules and, and your discipline and just wait for that one guy to make a mistake or actually drawing up plays to hey you're in the flat we know you're in the flat as a safety. We're going to bring this motion at you that we run a bunch of runs off of. We're going to have this same fake. And now we know if you bite up on that run, we got George Kittle going right up the field mm-hmm. wide open or Debo Samuel hitting a wheel route or that Chris McCaffrey one. He inserted through like the B gap. And then ended up like going running almost like a fade or corner. So most people at home are like, how the, how the, how the, how the fuck is – C-Mac wide open on the sideline by itself. I'm looking at home like, damn, that's a girl. I could see that because yeah, if you're key, yeah, if you if you if you see a running back going up in the in the in the big gap, you're not expecting him to run a seven. So you're gonna take yeah. your eyes off that off off that guy. So I get it too. But yeah. uh, but again, that's my point though. Like when you have an offense like that, you know you're gonna be getting some different stuff. So you have to be attentive to all the details, and obviously. Um, the Arizona Cardinals um, were not. And then you, you, know, you look at the numbers right here or the rankings for Brock Purdy. So, again, Brock Purdy, you say he's a, he's a system quarterback. Well, right now, I don't care what system you were in, you will, this is what you want. Pass a rating, pass touchdowns, pass touchdown interception, pass touchdown attempts, yards, <laughs> attempt, yards completion, and wins. He all, he's all first in the NFL, not the NFC. First across the board. First across the board. So, is this your is this your MVP? Is he your most valuable player? Do we have the current odds right now? Uh, Brock Purdy himself. We do have the current odds. Okay, let's check the. I mean, right now, even without seeing the odds. Okay, here we go. So, shit, Brock Purdy minus two hundred right now. So he pretty much a lot. Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, who actually face off next week, um, are the top. Two betting favorites right now to win the regular season MVP. So you got Brock Purdy, you got Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, the highest, highest ranked non-quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and then Tyreek Hill at plus 2,500. Um, yeah, man, you man, you just mentioned all the major passing categories. We know this is a quarterback award for the most part. And he's first across all of them. Now, you also mentioned all the talent around him. But in my opinion, you need a trigger man. You need somebody who can read the coverages, who can make the adjustments at the line, who can extend plays at times. You can see some of these plays he's extending it. He's breaking the pocket. He's making great throws. He's making the right decisions. So, yeah, Brock Purdy, he should be right where he's at, at the top, at minus 200, with the best betting odds to win the most valuable player in the league. Now, Okay, that was that was the – all right, I get that part, but I'm asking D. Buck. We 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 had the. That's bar. my real answer, Brock. That's look, what, he's the, that's he's the what, most valuable player in the league. He's the most valuable player. That's the most valuable position. We've seen Kyle Shanahan call plays for a long time. We've seen 
this San Francisco, we've seen it in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. We've seen it in the NFC Championship. Um, but Brock Purdy, since I've been watching Kyle Shanahan's offense, now once again, great players. That's, hey, kudos to John Lynch for putting this roster together. Absolutely great players he's surrounded by. But I don't remember seeing um, Jimmy G with all those ones. Oh, Matt Ryan, he had an MVP year. Uh, so it's been a lot of Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, Sam Darnold. You see how quick they got his ass up out of there. Uh, they didn't even let him. Uh, Brock Purdy stay in the concussion protocol for a whole week early this season because they didn't want to see Sam Darnold in there, who was drafted number three overall. Trey Lance. You just drafted Trey Lance number three overall a couple years ago. So, and you got rid of him. So I think if Brock Purdy was drafted where Trey Lance was drafted, three overall, let's say a couple years ago, and he was doing this same thing right here uh, that he's doing in the league, obviously he's a favorite MVP. I don't think it would be a question if Brock Purdy is MVP. Yeah, he's the most valuable. Now, Tyreek Hill, he could be the vote. Shit, Christian McCaffrey. He can get a damn vote, but we just know it's a quarterback-driven league. So um, yeah, I know we. I, that's what I'm saying. I understand you, you're on the quarterback you, award. You are on the media side. I get it's it. a quarterback award, bro. Yo, I, I, look at him. I get it. I get it. What do you do? You not think C Mac? Well, first of all, I think Lamar Jackson is. I think he's the most valuable player to his team. Honestly, when we talk about MVP, I, I get it. And I've always said this as far as I don't think we do. I don't think we give the, the award what it really says, the justice that it really needs. Right. So MVP, the most valuable player, like valuable to their team. If Lamar Jackson was not playing with the Baltimore Ravens, like this conversation would not be had. I feel as though um, Brock Purdy. Again, we talked about all of the weapons that he has, and I'm not taking anything away from the stats that he has, because that shit is remarkable. Now, he's first mm -hmm. of everything at the quarterback position. I'm not taking anything away from, from that. But when we talk about the most valuable person on the team, I feel like, shit, we could, we could say C-Mac might be valuable to the, to the 49ers. But right, I, I, if I had to pick, I would give it to Lamar Jackson. Being the most valuable player to his team, when you, when you look at it, and again, I'm not, I'm Tyler, not, Tyler, I'm not shitting on Brock Purdy at all because I feel as though he's doing what he's supposed to do. But I, I would give it to Lamar right now. Tyler Huntley was a Pro Bowler last year. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I feel a certain way about Pro Bowl anyway. So I mean, that's neither here nor there to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to Hunt, man. But uh, nah, I, nah. Because if you, if I told you right now, all right, AB, you got to take one person off of that team for the 49ers. You got to choose one. You got to go the rest of the way. You're taking Christian McCaffrey off, and you say, all right, I'm going to We seen, we seen what, what happened when Trent Williams, when, when Trent Williams and Debo, like that, them, they are some very Purdy still played well. They wasn't winning. Brock Purdy <laughs> still played well. His defense, you mentioned the defense earlier. Gave up 29 points to this uh, Cardinals team. Now, Brock Purdy, they lost, he lost to the Cleveland Browns defense, who just, you know, they had his number. Um, and then uh, I forgot, I think the Vikings they lost to, and I forget who else. But if you go look at Brock Purdy and the numbers, he was, he was still putting numbers up without um, Debo and uh, Trent Williams. Now, Debo is an absolute weapon, so somebody you could put. And that's another reason why I feel I will be more okay without Christian McCaffrey in there. We can put um, – 
We could put Mason in. We could put Debo in in the backfield. But you got to have that trigger, man. Shit different, man. It's definitely going to be different. Dude is what, scored 20-something touchdowns, something crazy like that. So, yeah, it's absolutely going to be absolutely going to be different. Christian McCaffrey is unbelievable. And Brock Purdy said he thinks he should win a damn MVP. That's what Brock said. But <laughs> we know Trent Williams, best tackle in football, best tackle we've seen in a while, um, in my opinion. And I think he covers up a lot of other deficiencies. And A.Q. Shipley told me this as well with that San Francisco offensive line. A lot of people look at that offensive line and say it's a great offensive line. No, nah, you got a great tackle. I think a good left guard as well. And then the other guys, that scheme and what they do, uh, it, it helps them out a lot. But uh, Brock Purdy, in my opinion, without a doubt, should be the betting favorite right now for the MVP. I think Dak Prescott was right up there with him. I think Lamar should be right up here as well. Tyreek Hill, um, his impact on the team and what he's doing. But we just saw uh, Tua just, you know, go off with without him on the field. So I think that actually hurt his case a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I think Brock Purdy is right where he should be at the top of his MVP list. But can you put that list up again real quick with all the firsts on there? I, mean, I got Lamar Jackson, man. Like I said, Brock Purdy, he's having a, a hell of a year. Um, like you, you see it here, for the people that can't see it. Hey, manager. Um, ranked first, all the important quarterback stats, you know, wins, yards, completion, yards. Um, y'all's attempt, pass touchdowns, attempt, pass touchdown, interception, pass touchdowns, and pass a rating all first. So, again, um, he's having a good season. And like you said, you know, you got to have a guy at that position. But when we talk about the most valuable um, person or player to their team, I would give it to Lamar. And I honestly feel like it's between Brock and Lamar. I don't think anybody else on this list – not saying that they aren't deserving, but I don't see them um, up there with Brock and, and Lamar, in my opinion. How the hell is Trevor Lawrence? I know he ain't going to win it, but how is Trevor Lawrence up here under Tua? Yeah, I, I don't see that. But uh, we got three games left, three uh, three games left for the after after tonight's game, and we, we, will, we will see. Yeah, man. Good football, man. Hey, it should come down to a – let me see. We got NFC side. I don't know if we have graphics or not, but just these records, man. We're going into week – we're going to week, wrap up week 15 tonight with Monday Night Football. We're going to talk about yep. that a bit. But um, as of right now – oh, and we didn't mention the Carolina Panthers got another win. Um, come on, what y'all doing? I know the weather was bad down there. Weather weather been bad down in Florida too, but what – Come on, man. Where, where was the fans at down there in Carolina, man? Hey, man. They say you can you can forty forty dollars, man. You could be on the fifty on the fifty yard line. Shit, it might let your ass on the sideline and suit up for real, for real. For forty dollars, man. It's hey, look at here. You not about the not the forty. Hey, hey the forty, the forty, two twenties, two twenties, man. You could be at the fifty yard line. You and your crew, man. Like, uh, look, man. Um. It's hard out here, man. Damn, people, people not gonna just you know. And he's gonna spend their hard earned spend their hard on money three hours out of your day on your Sunday at that. You know what I'm saying? So it's um, it's it's, it's tough, man. They gotta they gotta figure it out. They gotta figure it out, and 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 it's tough when you know you have your owner that's, you know, a certain type of way. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing. I think, you know, as an owner, you got to make that decision as far as who you feel as though be able to come in and, and run your team. And you got to take a step back. You got to take a step back. Like, you know, you're, you're, as we always say, we all have ex. We it's all experts in this world, right? You got an expert. You know, you're an expert at at surge at surgery. You're an expert at teaching. You know, black history. You're an expert mm-hmm. at you know finances. Whatever, however he made his money, he's an expert in that. He's not an expert in in this football in this football realm. So you got to hire people that are ex, quote and quote experts mm-hmm. at this football and let them do this do do their thing like as a coach if i gotta meet with you every week let me try to become an expert man no nah, i'm good i i, I know i probably ain't because if i was frank right and i and i gotta go in that man i gotta meet with that man every week after the game and he asked me i get it like frank was every, an agent like the president down there boy man gray hair everywhere like so again, man, that Carolina shit, man, it's a little different. The Panthers, it's a little different. I'm trying to find a current playoff picture. I know NFC side. These Brock Purdy numbers crazy, man. I can't believe you don't have them as a lot. MVP. Nah, 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 nah. You got three games left. Look at that. Look at that. That's cr- nah, nah. Okay, this can't be no. This can't be near kickoff. Now you don't see the teams on the sideline. Yeah, there, so. okay. All right, they trying they trying to make y'all look a little. But that's still why you hold on. Don't put y'all you know, yeah, on yeah. that, bro. That's your closest. That's your closest yeah. stadium. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But hey. While you um, while you looking at that, man, we let's put some offensive player of the year fan door um eyes up there. Oh and, man, um, that, now that's the and see. So this is this is it's on the so, top two. Something. Yeah, that's what I'll yeah. You got Christian McCaffrey, um, the favorite. <laughs> that's tough. Then you got Tyreek Hill. And then, you know, I'll just finish out the top five. You got AJ Brown, CD Lamb, and Brock Purdy. But even with this, it's like, so this is what I don't I don't get. Right? So you just talked about the MVP being a quarterback award. So in the MVP, you got Lamar second, but then Officer Player of the Year, you got him seventh. Yeah, because I, I think they well the books know too that um a quarterback gonna win the MVP award. And I mean, I get that. I get. Then they're gonna give you know they're gonna give that second one that Officer Player of the Year award to which I think they should to to a, a skill position player. So, um. Man, it's gonna be tough. This, this nah, is, is tough right now because Tyreek Hill gets back in and he just missed this last game, which you know kind of threw off what he needed as far as the average wise to get that two thousand yard season. Um, but then you have Christian McCaffrey who came into the season as well, scoring seventeen straight games or something like that, and he's mm-hmm. just just coming off a three touchdown performance. So I'm sure that probably bumped this past week probably changed these odds a lot. Uh, but I think either one of these are, are you know. A good bet is going to be Christian or Tyreek. Obviously, Tyreek can get a little money back on your money at plus one twenty-five, and then Christian McCaffrey at minus one sixty is the current favorite. But I think it's going to be one of those two. Uh, um, I would assume you agree as well. Yeah, I do. Um, other side of the ball. Though. Other side of the ball. 
<clears throat> Defensive Player of the Year, Michael Parsons, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Daniel Hunter, Josh Allen. That kind of that's your top five. Um, you have Deron Bland. I think he was high up there, but then he had a rough one. He had a rough game. Um, then you have Nick Bosch, Roquan Smith, Fred Warner, Max Crosby, and Chris Jones. But again, um, I think this will be between the top. Three and Daniel Hunter should be he should, his odds should be a little better based on the season he he's had, but we know how markets, yeah, markets, media, names, names, all of that, and, and and these three guys are living up to all all of that as well with Miles Garrett, Michael Parsons, and T.J. Watt what they're doing off the edge this year, but um, everybody's plus money still right now, so no. Clear favorite, Michael Parsons plus 125, Miles Garrett plus 150, and TJ Watt plus 400 currently. And then we also have the Dang. NFL Coach of the Year. Oh, Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah, this this will be one of the top three as well. Yeah, I can see that. Again, Detroit Lions. We talking about Detroit Lions in December. Shit, we we haven't shit since. Bye bye Barry. <laughs> bye bye Barry. Early in the documentary too. Facts, facts. So did you watch that? Um, yeah, I did. That was okay. good. Yeah, that was, was. Good. that was good. That was good. But Dan Campbell, man, he's been doing again. I don't think we can speak enough about the job that he's done and just uh, the culture shift. Um, down in, yeah. and down in the deep. So, um, yeah, like you said, I think it'll be top three here as well. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Dan Campbell's doing an amazing job, ten and four right now. He got his team sitting. Then D'Amico Ryan's obviously what that, that turnaround in Houston, nobody expected. And then Shane Steichen, what he's been dealing with in Indy and where he has our coach right now. All three of these guys are deserving of it. Um, we'll see how these last these last three weeks play out. Yep, yep, yep. Um, before we get out of here, we're going to talk about um, Monday night game, Monday night football, Philadelphia Eagles at Seattle. Philly's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you liking this one, D-Buck? You know, obviously, we talk about the quarterback a lot. Jalen Hurts, sick, didn't travel with the team out to Seattle, traveled on his own. Uh, out to Seattle, so still holding out hope to play. Uh, but, you know, it's that time of the season. People get sick. I'm not sure what type of sickness it is. I know Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys, they were dealing with some stuff as well. But this is this is big. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts has been playing great, um, been playing okay. But him potentially missing this game is huge because zero faith in Marcus Mariota if he has Damn. to get out there and play. Zero. zero? Yeah, so so uh, I don't. It's tough. You know, I'm gonna just go Seattle. I'm gonna go Seattle plus three and a half. I'm gonna go with the points here, and then defensively, uh, the Eagles pretty much changed their defensive corner. They're saying they have it, but they're saying Matt Patricia, former DC with the Patriots, former head coach with the Lions, is now going to be calling plays for the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. They've been. Terrible on defense for the last few weeks. Terrible communication, terrible tackling, just terrible across the board. So they made a big change there. Um, so, yeah, give me the Seattle Seahawks at plus three and a half here. Where you at on this one, AP? 
Um, I got Seattle, man. Money line. Ooh. And, yeah, I got them across the board. I got Seattle. I think it's going to be, you know, shit. San Fran went down. They they did a little three-game skid in the middle of the season. I just feel like Philly is, is right there. Like, <clears throat> you mentioned it. The defense, in the middle of that defense, for some reason, man, it's been soft. Even though with the with the, the big guys in the trenches, like in the middle of that defense, been Slay's so, out too. Yeah, Slay is out. So that just doesn't size up well against, you know, um, a Seattle uh, team that's that's tough. And then they're playing at home as well. So it's always tough to go down there um, with night. the 12th man at night with that, uh, with that fan base. So I'm going to go Seattle here. Yeah. Philly, Philly will be hungry, hungry for a win, obviously, especially with Dallas taking that L yesterday. Obviously, the Niners are still doing their thing, but I think it's it's huge, huge, huge for the Philadelphia Eagles to get this win. But all those things you mentioned, I I, I gotta agree with. It's gonna um, be you kind of mentioned it, man. We didn't, we really didn't, um, we didn't touch on it, but um, that Dallas and um, Buffalo Bills game. Whew. Buffalo Bills, um, Cook, man, he went off. Um, yep. you know, every which way, running the rock, um, catching the ball out the backfield. And we talked about Dallas Cowboys, and you know, they'll get some 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 wins, but not really against some quality teams. They were able to come up up against a, a Buffalo Bills team that was, you know, kind of up and down, but Buffalo Bills putting a punishing on them. Are the Cowboys frauds or 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 was it just one of those bad games against a, a pretty decent team? You know what? It, it it is it is what it is. Monday and uh, at this point, they're frauds on the road. You know, when you get them out, when you get them out of their environment, when you get them out of their Jerry's world, Jerry's house, whatever you want to call it, they they they've been a completely different team for whatever reason. Obviously, you had some weather going on, you know, in Western New York, which you're gonna have in Buffalo. I know you want them to build a build a dome out there. Fox. One of their advantages. You mentioned Cook, so it wasn't a game where Josh Allen, you know, put it all on his back and had an incredible game. I think he threw for less than 100 yards. But James Cook, 27 touches, 221 total yards, and two TDs. Um, so he he had a big game on the road on the, on the ground, and then defensively. Uh, they were hunting. They they were hunting. They were they were getting after Dak's ass all uh, afternoon long. So and that was an impressive win for Buffalo. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, teams don't want to run into Buffalo right now. And if they sneak into that seven seed or whatever seed they may have, and they're going into somebody's house on the road, um, that that's that's not a matchup that that second seed is going to want. So um, Buffalo's playing well. They're playing better under Joe Brady. Not only in the, just on the run game, but even getting Cook and those guys involved in the past game. Past game, yeah. Um, but yeah, Cowboys. Right now, they fries on the road. So if they don't have home field advantage, if it's not going through Dallas, I'm worried about them in the playoffs once again. So um, they got some shit to figure out. They do, man. Um, you talk about uh, the AFC. Um, the Baltimore Ravens um, has clinched a spot um, in the AFC. They have. Seven available uh, playoff spots uh, left. Uh, the Ravens are eleven and three. Eleven and three. Without Lamar, they would not be eleven and three. Absolutely um, not. Uh, Dolphins are ten and four as well, and I believe those two teams face off. Uh, yep. yep, face off. 
So you got the AFC in the hunt. You got the Dolphins, Chiefs, Jags, Browns, Bengals, and Colts. So if the playoffs will start today, those are the teams um, that would be in there. Then also on the bubble, on the bubble, we got the Texans, the Bills, the Steelers, and um, the Broncos. You just talked about the Bills. If they creep up uh, in the offs, team that you don't want to see. Not at all. You don't want to see. Let's go over to the NFC. Clinch got three. 49ers. Yes. Oh, okay. Three already clinched. Okay. Yeah. 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. Um, these are the mobs. These are the mobs. But I think it's definitely a number one. I think the 49ers clear um, cut. is a clear cut number one over um, in the NFC. Just totally different type, style of ball that's being played. Um, you talk about some team that's in the hunt, got the Lions, the Bucks, the Vikings, and the Rams. Um, these playoffs would be ugly. <laughs> hey, if the Rams end up going to Detroit, Matt Stafford end up coming to Detroit, man, that that that'd be crazy. That be must must see TV uh, on the bubble if that happened on the bubble. Saints sitting right now at the eight seed currently. The Seahawks big big game tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles. At nine seed right now, Falcons 10, and then the Packers sitting there at 11 at six and eight. So, mm -hmm. six and eight, you're still alive over there in the NFC, not so much in the AFC side, yes, sir. And then before we get up, get up out of here, you got um, Ooh, my man. power rankings, my power rankings. I got San Fran at one, got Baltimore Ravens at two. I have the Miami Dolphins at three, Philadelphia Eagles, even though it's looking a little rough over there. I got them at four, and then I got the Detroit Lions at five. And you know what? I could really switch four and five. I could put Detroit before Philly. Um, but those are those are my, my power rankings um, up to this point. I didn't send mine in, but those – I had my first two, my first three, actually, and that was the same. I'm going to stick with yours. So yeah, I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna copy. Shit, you know, been doing that shit since, since day one anyway, so it's all good. I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna copy off your paper, man. So I, I like these five right here: 49ers, Ravens, Dolphins, Eagles, and Lions. I like that, man. Yeah, man. So another good show, man. Yes, you know, start off with a little technical difficulty, but yeah, um, I don't know. We, we don't know what they switched up in here, but. You know, the devil is a lie. We ain't gonna let it get in the way. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but you did say something about black history earlier. Shout out to my guy AB man entering the black college hall of fame. Appreciate it, my guy. Yeah, well, well deserved class of 2024. I know last year was last year your first time on the ballot. Nah, that was my second time. Okay, so third time's the charm. My guy is in along with Joe 747 Adams. Wayman Bryant, Kevin Dent, Richard Huntley, Lamar Parrish, and Edward Hurt. So, um, how'd you get the call, man? We know, um, you know, we've seen the one at the NFL Hall of Fame. You get the knock on the door, you get some, yeah. Things. So, how, how, how was this done? What was the process, man? Shaq Harris, man, he's a he's a legend. Shaq Harris is a legend. Um, him and Doug Williams, they they started this, um, Black College Hall of Fame. So, Shaq Harris, um, gave me the call Wednesday evening um and just say you know congrats so 
Yeah, man, it was humbling, uh, uh, humbling to me, man. When you just talk about the guys that's in the Black College Hall of Fame, you know, we got some legends, man, legends. Um, so again, it was just one of those humbling moments and being the first uh, from Howard University in the Black College Hall of Fame, man. So first, yeah. So. First from the Mecca, hey man, that's hard, man. Yeah, hey, yeah, that, so. that's hard, man. That's, that's big time. And did y'all get a win this weekend against our fans? <sighs> man, we lost about four, man, thirty to twenty-six. Man, it was heartbreaking, man. We jumped, out, jumped on, out too. We jumped out on fourteen zero. Um, you know, I just think it was one of them things where you know how sometimes it is you jump out and you kind of put it in cruise control, yeah, yeah. kind of take your foot off the gas. And with a with a uh, talented fam team, man, we couldn't do that. But um, shout out to the Bison, man. Bison had a First real good Bison, year. man, that's big. Yeah, man. So excited, man. Let's go, man. Let's go. So when is uh when is the induction? When you when you give your speech, man? Um, next June, next year, June, um, in Atlanta at the uh, College uh, Football Hall of Fame. So it should be a good one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. Got some old, some old heads. Facts, man. I went down and um did some little research on them, on some of them old heads, man. They was out there. Shit, all of them, all of them made it to the next level, and they had some some big time numbers. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Shout out to my dog AB, man. Appreciate you, boss. Appreciate it. All the famer. Hey, man. Let's go. Another good show. Appreciate y'all, man. The man. Family, you know, we were missing for a couple of weeks. Be back today. Um, should have a strong, strong finish to this season. Hey, enjoy these times, enjoy these games. I know some of these games ain't the greatest. You may catch yourself in the middle of the third quarter, like, man, what am I watching, man? These Facts. Cool. What's going on? But just remember, three months from now, we're gonna be wishing, you know, we have a Pittsburgh Steelers New England primetime game on, but um, it should be, it should come down to the wire. Uh, any given Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Saturday at this point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have a great finish. And there's obviously some great finishes on the college side of things as well, man. So enjoy this time. Enjoy the rest of this football season. Enjoy the rest of your week. Get your 30 minutes in. I know it's cold outside. Get your fat ass up. Excuses. <laughs> Motherfucking wide back. No excuses, no explanations. We got some more holidays coming up. So obviously, you know, that means some good eats, some good family. Uh, take care of yourself, man. Tell somebody you love them. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, man. Appreciate you, A.B. Already, bro. Be good. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man. Yeah, we talking. Man, a man, they can't guard me. Man, a man, they don't wanna see us. Man, a man, they don't know how to be us. Man, a man, 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 yeah, man, 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 when you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad. Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. I put my life inside it. Yeah, I kept it solid. Yeah, I played the field. That's how I feel about it. We put numbers on the board. We always up the score. Yeah, we stuck to the plan and never ran. Now they can't see man. Yeah, we talking. 
Man, oh man, they can't guard me. Man, oh man, they don't wanna see us. Man, oh man, they don't know how to beat us. Man, oh man, man, oh man. Peace.